police in the morning. The Starlight, a decrepit hotel run by Judd, receives few customers. Perhaps it's the remote location in the Texas bayous. Perhaps it's the owner's violent mood swings. Or perhaps it's the man-eating crocodile in the backyard. But one dark, steamy night finds the Starlight visited by a runaway prostitute. A young couple and their child, a dying father and his daughter, and sex-obsessed Buck. All of whom will experience an unforgettable night of terror at the hands of Judd and his pet croc. A raw, violent, and bizarre portrayal of madness run amok in rural America. Eaten Alive was director Toby Hopper's follow-up to the international hit, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Dark Sky Films proudly presents this two-disc special edition, which features a brand new transfer from long-lost vault materials and never-before-seen bonus features. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Bros. Here review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Well, this week on... Maybe a reptile can help month. We're taking a look at the 1976 film, Eaten Alive. And I gotta say, Corey, your southern accent was almost as amazing as your Asian accent, or your British accent, or your Eastern European accent. <laughs> Truly a man of many hats. <laughs> so, you heard what the back of the uh, Dark Sky Films two-disc special edition had to say about this movie. Let's dive right into it with our technical difficulties top and bottom three. Paul, go ahead and get us started. All right, let's start with the bottom three first and try to work our way up. Our number three, I really hated the lighting in this film. Everything was just very red, and I know it was meant for dramatic, scary, like, environment and ambiance or whatever, but I, I hated it. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was just meant to be like, hey, it's dark here and red light is like the softest light on people or whatever, but it was still fucking stupid. I thought it was because, because red is, like, blood is red, so everything's gonna be red. There's red in every scene, guys. Sixth sense. Fuck. Number two. So, villain guy, I guess, Judd, had no real reason for doing anything. He just kind of killed people because he was crazy, and the villain, and... I don't know, I was expecting something. I mean, it's kind of the same in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but it's more noticeable in this one because he has a lot more time where you see him just by himself freaking out, and I was expecting, you know, some kind of motivation. Whereas in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you very rarely see any of the villains just by themselves. You always see them interacting with the other characters, so... I don't know, I thought there'd be something. And Judd got to make his first kill within, like, the first ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. But you also didn't even get to learn his name until two-thirds of the way through. Yeah. Like, I was, I thought he was, we were going to go through the whole film without him having a name, but, you know. He was just going to be old Judd. man. Yeah. Steady's old man Judd. And number one, there wasn't really much of a plot or reason for anything to happen in this. It's just a succession of people going from the whorehouse to Judge Hotel, where they're either killed by Judd, eaten by a gator, or, you know, try to avoid either of those things happening to them. It, it just kind of happened, and yeah. If, if this movie happened any other way, though, I don't think it would kind of work yeah, at would, all. It would be significantly worse if anything more was added to it, but there's just a lack of Anything. <laughs> Lack of movie. Number three for me. 
Robert England was in this movie, which was a surprise to me. I forgot that he was in this. But he once again failed to be a compelling villain. He by far wasn't the good guy, but still, if Robert England is going to be in my movie, he's gotta be the villain. Number two. Judd was just crazy for the sake of being crazy. Like Paul said, no backstory, no explanation, just crazy. Number one. The, the pacing of this movie is all over the place. Either nothing is happening at all with random cuts showing every living character in the movie just doing nothing, or Judd is whacked out trying to murder the fuck out of people. There is no in-between in this movie. Either nothing or murder. Like, those are the two extremes for this movie. It's a very bipolar film. Well, what, what did you find good about this, Paul? What about the top three? Alright, this is a bit difficult, but, you know, number three, there's lots of gore and violence in the film, so if you like that, you're in some luck, I guess. Number two, I mean, it's got a killer gator, which is pretty cool, and the gator was ultimately the hero of the story. He didn't really play sides, he was just there to eat, so that's respectable. And number one, of all, considering everything, like how, like, badly paced and how, like, unimportant everything in this movie was, it surprisingly wasn't boring. There was at least something going on, and, you know, even when nothing's really going on, it feels like something's going on. With, um, Judd's freak act, and just, like, the way scenes were made, it seems like more's going on than actually was. Even though you had all those random cuts of people doing nothing, at least they were short cuts, they were short scenes. So it kind of got back to, like, Judd trying to murder people. Rather quickly. Plus a lot of the scenes with nothing really happening, there was like, it would zoom to other things of nothing happening, making it feel like something was happening. <laughs> get so, a lot of nothing and add it together, you get almost something, or the appearance of something. For me, number three, you do get a good couple of quality boob shots in this film. And I, I honestly have to say, that is something I haven't been able to put on the top three in so long. I mean, the last movie that had some semblance of nudity, you had a fucking dick inside a vagina literally sperming on you at the end of the movie. Oh, God. Like, that, the, we, when was the last time we had a couple of good quality boob shots in a film? Like, it just, it hasn't recently happened. And, you know, I appreciate it. Especially in this movie, it gave something, like, uplifting. And it was, it was just kind of inserted. Like, they've got that one woman who's just wearing a coat. And nothing <laughs> but panties. I mean, I guess that was the style in the 1970s. Sure, why not? Number two, there are no heroes in this film. Only, only one person trying to be more of an asshole than the last person. And you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. Like, it just goes from shot to shot of, like, one person being an asshole, somebody else being an asshole, then someone off screen's being an asshole, and someone's like, ugh, I gotta go be an asshole to him. Like, that's that's the entirety of the movie. And then you got, you know, Judd just trying to kill people. He's like, nope, you can't out also me, I'm gonna kill you. And, uh, yeah, I, it, it feels so appropriate. And really makes this movie fun in its own way. It's five o'clock, time to be an asshole. <laughs> Number one, the crocogator gets all the kills of the movie. Like, yeah, Judd's feeding them to the gator, but... You know, the gator ultimately gets the kill. 
And you really don't know, like, like, Judd says it's a crocodile. Everybody else says it's an alligator. But who do you believe? Crazy old man Judd or all these people that have never seen it? Like, it is eating everything. It is big and nasty. I mean, I didn't take the time to see, does it have a, you know, pointed snout or a rounded snout? And I can't even tell you which one's supposed to have which. But that crocodile got to eat a lot in this movie. And when you did get to see it out of the water, it was fucking hysterical. Yeah, Gator was the true hero of the story. We didn't get to mention the dialogue of this movie, which actually was pretty fun, but uh, we're going to take a small excerpt and have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. I think I'll start us off with, please. 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 That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. It's time for our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 3 out of 10. I gave it a 4 out of 10. Good old Judd's got that there Starlight Motel ready for anyone who needs a night staying. Just watch out for that dang old gator he calls Croc, because it'll be eating anything and anyone around it. Somehow, this film became one of the infamous video nasties, which most in and of themselves are relatively overrated and tame by today's standards. It's just a jumbled mess of crazy Judd killing people and running around with a scythe, only to be upstaged by a styrofoam crocodile. But somehow through it all, it manages to be quite entertaining in its own low-class, charming way. I mean, I certainly wouldn't mind putting this movie on every once in a while, just for shits and giggles. Eaten Alive is a cheap horror shock fest, which doesn't really attempt to be anything more, and even at times basically tells you it's not meant to be anything more. There's violence, nudity, and lots of screaming. That's about it. Following the success of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, director Toby Hooper makes a very a film very similar in plot and style, but fails to recreate whatever it was that made Texas Chainsaw so mass so memorable. It's not a good film by any extent, but at least it's not boring, which is more than I can say about a lot of films. Now, we don't, I don't do this very often, but I have to give this a bonus, like, bottom. This movie, according to what I read on the internet, which, you know, how much you can trust that, supposedly cost approximately $520,000. Over half a million dollars for this movie. I could think of a lot of better ways that that money could have been spent, but, uh... Yeah, I, I think a lot of that went in, uh, Toby Hooper's <laughs> we're, pocket. We're watching this movie, we're like, man, this was probably made for, like, $12.50. No, 520000 What the fuck, some, guys? Cut some strings, some string in a button. Let's make a film. Well, I think it was filmed entirely on a soundstage, which... It actually is pretty amazing. I I thought it was a like actual locale, but yeah, if you're using like a very limited setting, they did well with it. But yeah, I mean, it's a film. Well, if you didn't enjoy enjoy, enjoy <laughs> whatever that means, <laughs> if you didn't you enjoy, enjoy this movie, I enjoyed as, this movie. <laughs> as much as we did. There's always ways you can drink away the flick, drink away the flick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away this flick. Boom, 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 boom. It's time to. <laughs> give you some drink games for this film remember friends drink responsibly number one every time judd tells book to get take a drink number two every time someone says miss hattie's name take a drink number three whenever someone new shows up at the hotel take a drink number four 
anytime they show the girl crawling under the porch, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's maybe a reptile can help month. Every time a reptile makes a noise, take a drink. Every time Buck is with a woman, take a drink. Every time someone screams, take a drink. Every time Judd freaks out for some reason, take a drink. Every time Judd chases someone with a scythe, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebrewers, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebrewers, my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all of the content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebrewers.com for new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links are right below. We've come to the end of week three here for, uh, for March, and uh, let's rank the movies so far. For me, number three, Python, there was a giant snake, some acid stuff, and uh, Will Wheaton got eaten. Number two, Dragon Fighter. Superman himself, Dean Kane, did not punch a dragon in the face, but uh, he did narrowly escape its clutches. Number one, Eaten Alive. It just somehow managed to be a fun and enjoyable movie, even through all the shittiness and nothing happening for a lot of it. Yeah, number three, I've got Python. It was... Not as good as it could have been. Number two, Dragon Fighter. Also not great, but better than Python. Number one was Eaten Alive, and I think this may be the only time it's been number one on a list, at least in a positive way. So we'll see if it remains in the final week. Well, you know, I, I know we've had some trouble finding some reptiles that can actually help people. Yeah, so mean, far we've had a giant snake that tried killing people, a dragon that tried killing people, and, you know, a gator that tried killing people. But it did save the little girl from Judd at the end. Yeah, but it wasn't really playing sides. It was more like, I'm gonna eat whatever, you know. I think I've got a surefire way, though, Paul. Straight from 1990, we've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, alright. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get on my knees, Paul. I'm seeing the road. I'm seeing the road.